the icons of real estate podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents? Ready to skyrocket your business? This podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business. From $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months. Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Arter SEO. Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate. I'm Tim Calloway. I have a very special guest for you today from the San Francisco Bay Area. Julio Orozco is with Inturo, uh, Berkshire Hathaway Company. How are you today, Julio? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for being on the show. Excited to hear your story. So tell me a little bit about how you, let's hear about you. How did you get started uh, in real estate and um, yeah. you know where we're at now? Yeah, well, uh, interesting fact about that journey is uh, next year, it'll be 20 years for me in this industry, which is crazy. Wow. Uh, that is crazy. And you look yeah. so young. <laughs> started young, um, yeah. you know, just, uh, yeah, it just kind of hit me actually a few weeks back. Um, you know, I was just driving and just thinking, um, you know, about our industry and then, you know, where I've been at and the opportunities I've had in life in the, within our industry. And then just like that, it just hit me. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Because I started in this industry in 2003. Nice. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, <laughs> this is crazy. This is going to be a big milestone. But I'm excited about it because I feel... I, I actually feel that next year for me is going to be actually my, like literally my year of now building. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah. I feel like these past almost 20 years have been all about learning, all about putting yourself in a position where um, as you now start to build even on greater, on a greater foundation that I've built throughout these years, Right. Um, you know, so I, I, yeah, like I said, I just feel like these next 20 years for me is going to be like, okay, this is where the game changer is going to be for me. Right. Um, so I started off, like I said, you know, 2003, started in the financing industry first. Um, so, uh, started as a, you know, a loan officer worked in the board, uh, brokerage side of things and then got picked up, worked in the wholesale side of things. Uh, I don't know if you recall a lender back in the days, but I used to work for uh, Wachovia. Yes, for sure. Yes. Yeah. So I worked for them uh, in the corporate level. Um, and then I was I was able to work in the upper management level. Um, and uh, that's where I got a lot of my experience in the back end of how things get done behind closed doors in the lending side of things. Yeah. Uh, so that was an awesome, you know, journey there for a couple of years. Um, and then in 2011 is when I then transitioned from residential lending to then residential real estate. Um, so I've been in real estate since 2011 and throughout the years, just been, you know, just had great opportunities to kind of the same grow and uh, be around great leaders and, you know, great mentors. And, uh, and then here we are now fast forward. And uh, now I not only continue to build my business, but as well, I am part of the leadership at Intero. So I am a VP for two of our offices nice. uh, here in the Bay Area. And, you know, continue just to as well be available for others, you know, throughout the, you know, throughout the states as well to help mentor them, um, 
offline and be able to, again, import into them, you know, just things that I've learned throughout my career. Yeah, nice. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. And, and it's funny when you said Wachovia, it was like a flood of memories went through my, <laughs> I haven't heard that name in so long. Wachovia Bank. Oh, man. What yeah. Those guys, you know. And yes. I'm sure I, and, 2008 had something to do with it. I'm just guessing, but, or there were some. Well, they got, yeah. yeah. So they got bought out by Wells Fargo. Um, okay. You know, I was part of that whole yeah. transition. Um, but uh, there's another one. Where's Wells Fargo? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So hands down, though, I, I got to give it to them um, back, uh, you know, for that time era that I was in that we were in, I should say, uh, Wachovia had probably that's where I learned a lot of my major principles yeah. about the Good. business. They had such an amazing training system. Yeah, they um, were a big player, man. I mean, they, they weren't yeah. small potatoes at all. They were everywhere. Yes. I was in Texas. In Texas. Yeah. Wachovia and Wells Fargo both were very dominant forces in mortgage yeah. and lending lending overall you know lending. yeah 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 good so, company so yeah good companies yeah so we kind of talked about how you got into the industry let's talk about today uh yeah let's talk, let's talk about the day-to-day -day and the areas you serve and and i guess i guess you know this is gonna kind of dovetail into another question i have but you know how is business now? It's been a crazy two years, right? I mean, yeah. no matter what, I mean, I, it doesn't matter if you're in real estate, mortgages, whatever, it's been a crazy yeah. two years. Yeah. Um, tell me how you've adapted and kind of what you're doing now uh, in the industry. Um, so, I mean, day to day, I mean, you know, it's uh, for me, it's, it's in the mornings is pretty consistent um, as well in the late, like later in the evenings as I wrap up my day. Right. Um, they're pretty consistent in regards to like, you know, having that routine, right. Of not necessarily like, you know, ABC workout and, you know, you know, right. I mean, it's, I've seen it all. I've heard it all. You know, one thing I always tell people is adapt it to your lifestyle, adapt it to like, I have two young kids now. Mm -hmm. So I have an eight year old and we have, we have an eight year old and a three year old daughter, and so my end of the day routine is going to look a lot different than a lot of people because, you know, my end of the routine is also incorporating them into it, right? Like right. heading out to soccer practice and making sure, you know, we're there for those things and, uh, and, you know, working from the soccer field, you know, and taking calls at the soccer field. Right. Um, so, you know, it, it, for me, it's just the day to day is just becomes more of, having that structural and organization, that's the key to, to it. Um, so how it looks for me is, you know, wake up, you know, and I'm a man of faith. So I like to spend some time, you know, with the Lord and, you know, mm -hmm. and kind of do my thing there sure. and, you know, um, and then I'll spend some time there, you know, yeah. Do I exercise? Yeah. I exercise and go out for walks, you know, let my, for me, I, I do a lot of my thinking, my intentional thinking through movement. So in other words, like if I'm working out or if I'm out for a walk or run, I'm really also diving deep into my train of thought of what, what needs to be accomplished first that day, you know, what was, or what is, you know, the problem that I need to address that has the, the highest priority. Um, and then, so then that way, once I get into my work mode, after doing all that, I'm able to uh, right away attack that. And be able to start then working my list down, right? Nice. Um, nice. You know, so that's kind of how it looks for me when it comes down to like, you know, my structural of things. Um, in the business, um, you know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, like I, I said earlier, 
I also, you know, manage um, and I'm, I'm co-managing one office as well here in the Bay Area. And one of the things that on a weekly basis, when we have our sales meetings, you know, for me, I, I love data. I love to understand where we've been, where we're at and where we're going. And so I think that that's very key when we're in markets like we're in right now, where everybody's kind of trying to figure things out. Right. Um, And one thing I highlighted yesterday at at our sales meeting, for instance, that I encouraged our agents, I said, you know, the number one mistake everyone's doing right now. And I say this with an honest heart is every agent right now in our industry is comparing the data to last year's information. Yes. So what happens is this, if you came in the business within the last five years, or even in the business within the last 10 years, you're actually allowing yourself to partner with fear and to partner with uncertainty, all because you're choosing not to actually look at the data that's been there. So I said, don't just look at the data from last year and compare it to this market. You got to look at the data from the years prior. So one thing I highlighted, I said, look, if you look at our numbers of what we have active, what is pending and what is sold, and we look at those numbers going back to even 2015, um, we're going to see that we've been in these places before. So I say that to now change your mindset, because what did you do back then that obviously you survived the market? So what did you do? What are you doing now that you're not doing back then? Right. And the difference comes down to, you know, I'm going to be honest, the last three years, I think it's been a little bit easier for us as an industry, Um, you know, because we had everything to our favor, right? Rates were in our favor, even though prices, price points in different locations were a lot higher than normal. They were still in our favor. Why? Because money was still cheap, right? Um, So now that things have gotten, you know, shifted a bit, um, now people are like, wait a minute, what do I do? And it's like, well, this is where we work, <laughs> right? right? Uh, so, so, so yeah, so yeah, exactly. So that's where I tell now individuals, um, and that's how it looks for myself too. It's like I like to look at the data from the previous years, and then understand, okay, Julio, you've been here before. What were you doing back then that obviously allowed you to conquer those the, those numbers in those years, and then make those adjustments and making right. those adjustments without fear but making those adjustments with actually knowing, hey, I've done this before, I succeeded before, so let me make those adjustments because I'm gonna be able to succeed as well today. Nice. You said something earlier, uh, you know, when when you're addressing this, that, you know, you kind of go through a process of, yeah, and and you glossed over it, which is fine. Um, You said, I think about, you know, problems, issues, whatever it might be of the day. Mm-hmm. And I try to solve them, you know, during this specific time, which I think is fantastic because you can't solve problems while you're, while you're actually producing. I mean, it's just, the two don't go hand in hand so much. Right. Uh, so I'm going to ask you kind of a goofy, it's not a curveball question, but it's, it's kind of a goofy question, uh, but it's, it's real. Yeah. If I had a magic wand, you know, and I could say abracadabra, you know, what, what problem could I solve for you? What's 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 the most pending issue that you have on a regular basis that I could solve? Um, hmm. I th- I think that the problem that we have and I have, I think you're actually solving it because obviously the type of content you guys are pull- pushing Ta-da! out, yes, <laughs> and you guys social media threads. 
Right. Uh, I think you guys are doing a phenomenal job on that because, you know, the problem that I have in, you know, and again, this is in reference to people that are in my situation in my shoes when you're not only building your own business, but as well managing, you know, individuals. Um, and, and I, and again, I even, I even take that word managing very lightly because, you know, I, I tell individuals, agents that it's like, Hey, I'm here to support you and to encourage you, but I'm also here to challenge you. Like, yeah. you know, and, and, and if, you know, um, and if you're not up for the challenge, then I don't think we're going to be a good fit. Yeah. And, you know, and I say that even in my own, in, <laughs> even when I interview people, like, how bad do you want it? You know? And, yeah. And I have a set of questions that I ask individuals, um, you know, without them even knowing I'm asking those questions. Um, and the reason why I ask those questions is because it allows me to really determine whether or not we're going to be a good fit for each other. Right. Yeah. Um, and and I think what you guys are doing is phenomenal because now it allows, you know, now that I obviously I'm, I'm getting to know more of you as well and what you guys are about, um, it's easier for me to say, OK, you don't think. I'm leaning correctly here. Have a look at this, then get back to me. Right, so right, you guys are doing an awesome job with that. Appreciate it. Uh, I don't want you to tell me what those questions are now because we don't want the cat to jump out of the bag and anybody to hear it and <laughs> call you and go, Hey, I'm a good fit. Here's why, you know, yeah, yeah. get up at 2 AM and you know, um, but after the show, hang out like for a minute. Cause I, I want to hear the question, you know, a couple of the questions and uh, no big deal. I just, I'm just yeah, curious. Yeah. Like in my own mental state, always trying to be better. Yeah, I always yeah. like to know would I be a fit, you know, yeah. with Julio. You know, yeah. I just, those are the things I would like to know. Absolutely, and, and yeah. I mean, and I, and I definitely encourage people that you know are watching this as well. It's like you know, if you're in a in a in a leadership role, like take the time to really analyze that right. actually of yeah. understand. And I learned, I actually learned that from one of my mentors. Um, you know, he actually has 22 questions that he oh, asks yeah. people on when they first meet. And again, he, and he does, he, and that's where I learned it from him is because at the end of it, he told me, he's like, Hey, I asked you a set of questions. I'm like, wait a minute. And I started to think, I'm like, Oh my gosh, you did ask me a set of questions. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, and so, but it, you know, and he explained it to me and he said, this is why, you know, and, and especially in his type of role, he's a CEO for a major company. So he's like, this is why you want to do this. And it's not because you're, you know, you're weeding people out that you don't want. It's not right. that. It's that you're making sure that if you partnered with someone, that the amount of time you're investing into them, you know, automatically that that investment is going to come back positive because they they meet what you are all about as a leader. Yeah. Is it fair, Julio, to say common core values i mean is, is it fair to say that i mean even today's society yeah. is it fair to say like do do julio and tim jive you know do we do we share the same values and they don't have to be spiritual necessarily sure. but do they have to be work related you know do we have the same work value and i think that's important but nobody ever talks about it you know they just <laughs> production and and yeah hey, and can you can you Boots on the ground, you need the ground running, yeah. but it is values, right? Oh, absolutely. 100%. I mean, here at Intero, we have a total of uh, 15 values. And actually, that is one thing that I practice on a weekly basis with our offices. Um, so like yesterday, matter of fact, our, our um, you know, our value was compassion. 
because our company was built around a value of compassion, right? Greeting someone with a smile, uh, right. giving them a word of affirmation. That's what our previous four CEOs when this company was built in 2000, in the early 2000s, was around one of those values. And so, yeah, I agree with you 100%. And the only reason why I do that is because, yes, we don't see that in today's time, in today's culture. Right. You know, um, and I truly believe that the more companies actually, and not only just display their values, but affirm their values on a daily or weekly basis among people, um, that's how you're going to be able to, again, be able to help individuals set up for success and not for failure. They walk into the office today, Julio, and said, I've thought about it. I need everybody to give me one value mm -hmm. that they're going to use today. Yeah. Nobody else. You know, I, I just, those are the type of things that really kind of get people into that. My, I'm not telling you to do that. I just, yeah. that's, the kind of, that's the kind of things I would walk in and say, and everybody would be like, oh, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah well, I tested our agents uh, two weeks ago. I said, uh, how many, how many values do we have? And then, you know, one of them, you know, I heard different numbers, believe me. Right. And they were like, uh, and then I'm like, that's 15. Uh, let me just yeah. tell you guys the time. Um, however, and that's that we, in, in, in our office, I have all the values displayed throughout our office. Yeah. Right. And that was a reason why I actually did that was because on an, even for myself, like, you know, uh, if we're having an issue, like, am I approaching this issue with compassion? Am I approaching this right. issue with integrity? Am I, uh, you know, approaching this issue with, you know, with the uh, family and the fun value that we have, right? Like all of those things matter um, when making these decisions. So right. yeah, it's, it's something that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, no, it's okay. It's the same reason people wake up, certain people wake up every day and pray, you mm -hmm. know, uh, or some meditate, but mm -hmm. uh, it's the same reason people get up and pray. It's it's you know reconfirming their affirmation for their values and their core beliefs before they start the day. So there, in my opinion, uh, there's nothing wrong with you know a, an office reviewing those core values every day as well. There's right. a reason we as, as as people need to do that. It's not because yeah. we're innately bad and then you know we forget those values and we just want to make a dollar. Uh, it's just because of the actions we take, I believe, once again, this is my beliefs. Yeah. The actions we take throughout the day don't, they, they need a, a, a compass, you know, a guide right. Right. and that those 15, uh, th those 15 values should be it. You know, that's, yeah. that's what they should go by. So good stuff there. I really, really, really like it. So let's put our prognostication hats on, you know, All right. and, uh, Let's talk about the future um, yeah. and we'll, we'll keep it, we'll keep it simple and, you know, not go too far in advance. Yeah. Uh, what's the next year look like for Julio and, and, you know, what he's doing? Um, well, for me is uh, like I said, it's, 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 it's something that I'm ex looking forward to. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, for myself, you know, I'm taking my, my business to another level, um, you know, in a way where I'm at that position where I'm, I have learned finally <laughs> um, that it's okay to bring people that are better than me in certain things nice. and offset those costs to them because I rather, I rather pay for it and then save the time 
but it also gives me that time to then excel on where I'm trying to go. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Man, that's that's a, a real big deal. Um, because the hubris of of a lot of successful uh, agents would they don't even know it. Yeah. They don't even know it, but but that pride and that hubris keeps them yeah. bringing people in that they may be less in production, so therefore, yeah. you know, uh, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, there's a knowledge foundation in everyone. Yeah. And if you can find the right bit of knowledge, or even better, Julio, and this is my opinion. I got a lot of opinions, right? Yeah. Uh, my opinion is uh, we, we have to find our own weakness and, and fill yeah. it. You know, so yeah, absolutely. You definitely where we're going with that. So I have a, a I'm, I'm going to let you have the last two minutes. It's your show. You know, I'm just I'm just the DJ. Right. Spend OK. Records. But uh, how, first, before we, we give you those last you know minute or two, uh, how do people get a hold of you, whether they want to buy, whether they want to list? Uh, maybe they just want to chew your ear and ask you, you know, 15 core values. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, how do people get in touch with you? Easiest way is just Google my name, Julio Amorosco. Um, that's, that's where, you know, that's how people actually get a hold of me. That's how people find me. Uh, so just Google my name, all, you know, all my social media platforms show up or my personal contact show up. So yeah, just there awesome. you have it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, well, like I said, I'm going to let you have the last two minutes, anything about business life, uh, your family, your favorite pet. Yeah. You know, whatever it might be you want to share <laughs> with, uh, listeners out there. Well, uh, let's see here. Well, how about I, I, I'll do this because I, I I love to, you know, when I'm listening to things, you know, broadcasts like this or, you know, um, listening even to social media, um, you know, outlets of different sources. Um, I always love when people give good, valuable content for me that I can actually apply immediately. Right. So let me just give everyone six things that I like to practice when it comes down to connecting with people. Let's hear it. All right. So number one is initiate the contact. Like don't wait for, don't wait for your, for you to be approached by someone. You, you make that approach. Right. Um, like I said, if I'm trying to go somewhere in regards to leadership, I'm going to invest and I'm going to make the initial contact. Um, and uh, number two is establish common ground, right. Uh, find something like, like if we, you know, we obviously we just met, but, you know, if I'm going to find even common ground between us more on a personal right. level, like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up like, Hey, those are actually pretty cool glasses. Where'd you get those? Right. right. Find those, right. Fi finding that, right. which they are, they are pretty cool. Uh, I, I also wear contacts and, and glasses. So um, <laughs> I see a good pair when I see it. <laughs> there we go. Thanks. Um, but establishing that common ground, right. Um, number three is allow others to speak. Uh, I say this a lot with all a sincere heart to agents. I know every agent loves to talk, but let others speak. Because when they speak, especially in our industry, when you allow consumers to speak, they're gonna give you exactly everything and the compass of what you need to do and how to need to do it and the, the time frames that you need to do it in. So allow others Very to nice. speak. Uh, number four was, uh, you know, arise uh, interest, or in other words is, Give people a little bit of your knowledge, but then like arouse them to say, man, I learned so much from Julio. Right. I got to give him a call. Like I've been talking to so many different agents, but this guy stood out, you know, so create that. Right. Um, number five is stick to the key issues. Right. Motives. Right. I hear this all the time from motivational speakers to, 
you know, individuals to every book there's out there about, you know, sell, sell, sells. And it all comes down to, you know, that same principle is stick to the key issues. What's their motives, right? The interesting thing is as agents, sometimes we know it, we've heard it, but we don't apply it. Right. And it, and, if, and, if, and if we don't apply it because it goes back to not allowing others to speak. Right. So and lastly is communicate directly and simply don't overcomplicate it. You know, I, I gave a perfect example yesterday and it was this. We get this question asked all the time. Doesn't matter if you're a birthday party, doesn't matter if you're at the park, doesn't matter if you're at the grocery store. They see you, they know you're in the business. And what's the number one question we all get is how's the market? Right. right. <laughs> so um, I say that is the best way to communicate and keep it simple. Right. Just simply say, hey, can I ask you what is it that you're looking for in this market? Right. That's great. Because great. in that way, yeah. you you know, that way it's like, oh, well, I just want to know. I was just curious. Then you know how much time and effort to put into that conversation, because sometimes we're as sales agents, we're very sometimes very emotional. So we unfortunately lead with our emotions instead of leading with what we need to um, lead with. And that's understanding that type of relationship and conversation. So very nice. Yeah, I, I wanted to laugh right there at the end because you said we're so emotional, uh, you know, <laughs> and I was just thinking, oh, my, it's just, oh, it's killing. You know, I was just in my yeah. mind, the, the the dramatic agent, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, Julio, awesome stuff, man. Good sage advice. Uh, I love what you had to say. I think listeners are going to love it. I'd love to check back in with you three, six, nine months down the road. Uh, Absolutely. And and see where you're at now. I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, whatever plan you, you're going to lay in the, the foundation for, you'll succeed at. So it's been yeah, great yeah. having you on the show. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one, Julio. All right. Thank you. How are you too? 